TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Saturday. Happy Saturday. I hope you guys have your coffee. I have my my coffee in hand. We're here at Crosstown. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. So we have a full studio this morning. Power to the podcast. Power to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Storialities and Total Woman Summit have, have come to you again this Saturday morning. Every other Saturday morning we come together and have a conversation around the the stories that impact women. So thank you again for for um, for joining us. Before we get started, we're going to have a brief inv- uh, invitation. Girl, mm-mm. introductions is the word that I want to use. <laughs> we're going to have like where are we going? We're going to have an invitation. <laughs> I thought and, it was church and an invocation. <laughs> okay. Yes, like, come on down the altar <laughs> and then introductions. Yes, yes, yes. So introductions. I'm Roquita Coleman Williams, the founder of Storialities, the wife of Edric Lee Williams, the mother to Jaya, to, to Jaya Kai, and some other kid, Jamie. That's the one. <laughs> I was just having a moment. I hadn't finished my coffee. <laughs> to my left, we have Mignon Wright, the amazing, amazing person who sat down in novel Memphis uh, with me over a year ago and said, the book that you will write is not the book that you will write. Like you think you're going to write. Yeah. She was right. Yeah. <laughs> she was right. So thank you for joining us this morning. Um, pleasure to be here. We have the beautiful, amazing Siobhan Riley. Good morning, Hello. Siobhan. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jay Henderson. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and to Jay's left, we have Sharika Himes, founder of the Total Woman Summit and Polish Consulting. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday, folks. And thank you, beautiful ladies, for being with us. Day. My pleasure. Thank you. So we have ladies in studio this morning to talk about the power of women's stories. But before we get into that talk, we've had some exciting news this week. We have, we have, we have. But let's start with something about the queen first. Absolutely. Aretha Franklin died. Moment so of sad. silence. Yeah, she passed away. And I was thinking, so I was, um, she grew up in church, and I always think the voices that uh, were reared in church are sort of special and unique because you can hear it and it's infused in everything that they do. And one of my favorite moments um, of watching her perform, I've never had the pleasure of watching her perform live, unfortunately, was just watching her manipulate the keys when she was playing the organ or the piano because it just always brought back such warm memories of church. And she had so many gifts and talents. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't heard a fourth of her catalog. I haven't. There are songs that she has written I didn't even know she wrote or sang. But one of my favorites is He Lied. 
Now there's no one who's lying. <laughs> but it's just the song. I mean, I want to find somebody lying so I can talk about this. Oh, somebody. <laughs> but not really. Just joking. Just joking. But no, that song. What about you, Siobhan? You know, I have. I'm gonna have to say R E S P E C T. Oh, she performing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. there she go. Women's the talent, talent. Right. the talent. That's right. Respect. What about you, Jay? Well, you know, when I sat back and thought about Aretha's music, she did a lot of women's anthems. Mm-hmm. There's Respect, A Rose Is Still a Rose. Who's zooming? Who? Who's zooming? Who? Um, who? I love that song. Yes, I mean, what does she, that mean? She, a lot of her songs were about empowering women. Yes. It's about somebody who was trying to play her, and she played him instead. Who's, mm. who, who's zooming? Who? Oh, oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but one of my favorites is a song she did with George Michael. Um, I knew you were waiting. I uh, love I knew that you were song. And of course, you know, over the over the last twenty four hours or so, they've been playing a lot of her music and a lot of songs I forgot about yes. and have not heard in years. But one of the things that I love about Aretha, you know, she was born right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, she left Memphis when she was five, mm-hmm. and so she is a, a testament that a little black girl from Memphis mm-hmm. uh, can make it to the big time. She yeah. was one of the first examples that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so that she's special. Yeah. yeah, to to me and to a lot of other young women in Memphis, because of that reason and the and the caliber of uh, the career mm-hmm. and the industry mm-hmm. that she has been able to have, she's influenced probably millions of people. Wow, and you know what's funny to me is I was talking to you guys about a song I had never heard before. Like she lied. I mean, he lied. But respect really is my favorite song. Yeah. And yeah. what I really love is the fact that when I first heard that song, I was. I don't know, a kid, probably like five or six or something. And I was like, R-S-P-S-C-T. <laughs> and all the letters, right? <laughs> and then... Speck on my name. Yeah, put some speck on my name. But And I didn't know what I was talking about with my crayons. But it really, as I grew up, I, I started to understand that, first off, I needed to understand what respect meant for mm-hmm. myself yes. and then for other women. Um, and, and that just carries with me. So, Mignon... I have to say, do right woman. Ooh, oh. yeah. I, I love the soulfulness of that song. Mm-hmm. I love that it. You know, she did have so many that were upbeat, and um, there's just looking out on the morning rain. Like that's just mm-hmm. a great just intro to a song because it just brings you right there on a rainy day. You know. Nice. Yeah, that's good. That's a rich one. What about you? So since you ladies all. Um, shared songs I think one of the most impactful things about Aretha for me is a quote that she has and Mm. I'm going to read the quote Mm -hmm. it says being the queen is not all about singing and being a diva is not all about singing it has much to do with your service to people and your social contributions to your community and your civic contributions as well Aretha Franklin so that for me is one of the most impactful things is that she not only embodied what it was for a little black girl from Memphis to, to get to the big times and to show what the possibilities are. She also embodied what it meant to give back and to serve. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, as we come around women's issues and think about empowering women, Aretha said it best. It's not all about the, the singing. It's not all about the success in other in other terms, mm-hmm. it really is about the way you serve. So I think if we want to honor Aretha, we have to sit back and ask ourselves, how do we want to serve? Mm-hmm. How do we want to empower? How do we want to share ourselves point. in a way that really uh, impacts 
other people. And I, I think that's just most fitting for this environment. I think I agree with you. I agree with you. So that's going to largely be a part of our topic today. Yeah. So we started off talking about some exciting things that have happened this week. Yes. So Miss Sharika Holmes on the headlines. Ah. Memphis News. Thank you very much, Anna Cox Thompson, for really a really thorough piece. Um, Hans fulfills childhood dream to own her own business. One of the uh, quotes in here that struck me, failure has been my greatest teacher. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's just, you know, as we're rooted in things that are so difficult mm-hmm. um, and it seems impossible to get to the other side. I was talking to one of the young ladies this week that I mentored and she felt she says, I feel like I'm losing my soul. I feel like mm. I'm out of air. I just don't feel like she's like, I feel like I'm sipping water through a straw and a fire hydrant. And, you know, I told her, I said, you're, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Growth hurts. Yeah. Growth is painful. Mm. Wow. Yeah. But like it says, forging its future of success. Once you get to the other side of that, mm-hmm. there is a positive reality, girl. Yeah. You better stay. There's a positive reality <laughs> on the other side of those difficult moments. And mm-hmm. so I really love that, that you acknowledge that the place that failure has oh. in your journey and that this this piece, this showcase, the ability to reach people in a profound way that does not come without hardships. No. Um, and you're going to share a little bit that of that as well. Upcoming mm-hmm. September the 15th, September the 15th, September the 15th at the Level Up Conference. Yeah, um, you're going to have a talk. Tell us a little bit about that talk. Yeah, so um, first off, shout out to Cynthia Daniels and company for creating this leadership development opportunity for folks at whatever level of their career. Um, And I am deeply honored to be invited back for a second year. So this year, I will be on a panel for promotions in office politics. So we're going to talk about the nuances um, and how to avoid the landmines in corporate America and really drive your career forward. Um, And then I have the um, great honor of moderating a panel about wealth building. Because truly, whatever you're doing, um, if it doesn't make money, really, it doesn't make sense. So we are really going to talk about that. Um, and then last but not least, I am incredibly honored to say that I will be uh, doing an exclusive talk called Game Changer. Game How Changers. to manage that. your career like a CEO. And so I have limited seating. So if you haven't registered for the Level Up Conference on September 15th at Hilton Memphis, you do want to go to eventbrite.com and get yourself a ticket. And I look forward to seeing you there. You don't want to miss it. Thank you oh, so absolutely. much. Congratulations yeah. again on the Memphis News. Just all the amazing things that you're doing to empower women from behind the scenes and then mm-hmm. stepping forward. I know it's that's not your your thing is to navigate and empower women from behind the spaces. You're not a spotlight person. I am. I am. <laughs> and we laugh about that. <laughs> She's not a spotlight person. That's not her. That's not her area of interest or even your expertise. That's but not she's what you still push. But she does it. And she, yeah. she's pushing into the spotlight and she accepts it. And she's like, look at here. This is my space. So I'm going to rock with it. Um, so I acknowledge that and I appreciate that because I know how much energy that takes for you. Yeah, thank you so much. I was laughing with um, Mignon this morning. We were talking about it while she was on her way in from Nashville to do this show this morning. So we appreciate thank you. you. Thank you so much no, for the sacrifice. No thank yeah. you. Um, but I was telling her, I was like, I was getting so many calls on Thursday when the article came out that I was like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of talking about me. <laughs> I got to go to go somewhere by myself. <laughs> by myself and set in a booth by myself but um no i i am grateful for all the opportunities and i really truly am the most introverted extrovert you'll ever meet so it's so funny to me but thank you for acknowledging that you might you listen we are in a close race i'm telling you 
but I, I'm grateful for all the opportunities and intend to lay hold of everything that I believe that the Lord has for me. So, and so that wasn't all that happened this week. This has been an exciting last two weeks. So I think I'll work my way backwards because the thing that happened last weekend is probably the most important thing and it's so fun but so first off this week you were appointed to the transition team of the newly elected shelby county mayor lee harris so congratulations thank you very much kudos to you tell us a little bit about that so transit is important you know i've I've made uh, i've not been quiet about the fact that i came from the city's poor zip code and so i understand how meaningful uh, connecting people to education, connecting people to opportunities, connecting people to jobs are. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that we should have a city where transit should be optional uh, or transit shouldn't be optional. So um, my family has made a commitment to being a one car family. I've made a commitment for the next year to to use public transit as a statement of my commitment to the city. And it's like, look here, if I'm going to advocate for transit, then I need to be a transit user by choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so joining the transition team is one of the uh, most optimistic things that I've seen on the forefront in terms mm-hmm. of, I know that Shelby County, uh, we, we have to collaborate better. And so making sure that there's a transit transportation professional mm-hmm. uh, represented in that very diverse team, by the way, um, mm-hmm. is an honor and a privilege for me that I don't take for granted. Yeah, thank you for sharing yeah. that with us. And we are very proud of you and we thank are rooting you. for you. And I'm also not just girl proud, I'm friend proud. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. They made a smart choice. Um, and then they <laughs> did. <laughs> And not for nothing, I, I want to tell you guys this, um, you know, people get to see sort of what I like to call, and I don't own this term, the highlight reel of sort of what we do on social media. But this is really about impact yeah. for Roquita and I. We're not doing this so we can land in papers and get, you know, called to sit on boards or committees. We're deeply honored by people highlighting and acknowledging our work and our accomplishments like all of you at this table but the reality is this is about i know for a fact i talked to her when there are no cameras when there are no journalists when there are no appointments when we're just in flip-flops and whatever Mm -hmm. hot mess we look like that day talking about this stuff and we are talking about the impact and i just want to tell you that i appreciate you for the bullets that you take that people don't even know you take, you know, the attacks that you take when you're attempting to create platforms for other people. And many people don't understand that you can be doing everything right and people still find something wrong with it. And you can hands down do what people ask you to do and give it to them on a silver platter and they can find new ways to complain. So I just want to applaud you. I know that it has been an extremely challenging week and an extremely rewarding week all wrapped up in one. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank Thank you you very very much. much. I appreciate that. And so last weekend, the Roquita Coleman Williams (laughs) had the opportunity to go to Martha's Vineyard. You may have seen a picture of her with the Gail King on the social media, ma'am. And she was invited (laughs) to the Martha's Vineyard um, to talk to do a talk uh, to a group of people at a forum, mm-hmm. economic development wow. forum that they had. Yeah. And she also had the opportunity to share about storialities and all the great things. So that's a wonderful accomplishment. Talk to us about all of that. So that was one of those life-changing shifts, right? We kind of think that we're further back than we are. Um, so being in a space where African-American executives are being really intentional, not just about where they invest their money for their own benefit and wealth, but also for the wealth of this, uh, for the wealth of the community. And so it was it was really interesting to talk about. Storialities was a tool for philanthropy. 
right? I just wanted to be able to create a space where women who want to have a social impact have the influence to have a social impact and give them a tool by which they can kind of raise their game. If you're, if you're trying to raise your game, here it is. And then women who have their game on, on, on TN mm-hmm. can leverage that, those brands to connect and help women who are trying to get up to have a social impact. So Storyalities was created as a way for philanthropy. And so I really enjoy having conversations with other um, African-Americans and for women particularly who want to know how they can create sustainable tools to have a social impact. So ultimately, Mm -hmm. we're sharing stories, we're empowering women, but all of this is about creating a way Mm -hmm. that women can be, can give back without having to dip into their households to do it. So Mm -hmm. if you need, if you want to have a voice, if you want to have a social impact, there are tools to do that. Somebody has to foot the bill though, right? Empowerment is not a, a system by which one person gets does better and the rest kind of fall apart right Mm -hmm. and so that's what storyality is represented in this particular form is who's gonna foot the bill for empowerment and then how do we collaborate in ways that we create a positive story around the way women work together 22 women join this project and so that's a that's a today i I can say that with a renewed sense of energy that that's a huge (laughs) thing Mm -hmm. to come together um for the benefit of empowerment but each of these women also had a commitment to the whole, to the collective. Mm -hmm. And so having a chance to talk to business leaders about ways that we can create sustainable projects to uplift the whole is, it was amazing. It was amazing. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for always being so intentional um, and sharing your experiences with us so we can sort of go on that journey with you. We don't take that for granted. Thank you. So we are at this table with so much talent, so much commitment, so many women who have overcome, who have trudged through, who have triumphed um, and who have amazing stories. We could really talk from now until December 31st, but we won't. But (laughs) we'll try to pack all of their amazing stories into the short time that we have together. And so we are one week away from the official book launch of Storyalities. Yes. Novel Memphis. Novel Memphis next Saturday, um, August 25th. Novel Memphis from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock p.m. And if you're smart, you'll get there at 1.30 because we're expecting a packed house. Absolutely. And I would like to say that the book is actually sold out on (laughs) Amazon.com. This is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, if they want it, they need to come to the book signing. Yes, they need to come to the book signing. Uh, Over 450 copies have been sold uh, since the advanced edition of the book came out in March. Right. So we're now in August and mm-hmm. uh, that's that's huge. I, I just, ooh, ooh. I'm just super excited. I'm just super excited. Yay. And I have to take a quick shout out right now. I saw my mama who just joined Facebook this week, by the way. Hey, hey, mama. hey Mama's mama. on Facebook Hi, watching mom. us. So good morning, mama. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Good morning. Love that. So yeah, ladies, we're going to be together next week um, really talking about the project. And that's why we really wanted to invite all of you here today. We wish we could have invited everyone we just don't have enough headsets so <laughs> we're working with what we got but we want to talk about the project and what drew you to the project um so we'll start with you 
How about I go last? Okay. Okay. All right. You sure? Yeah. All right. She's so humble. <laughs> Thank you. So, Jay, we'll start with you. Okay. What drew you to the project? Oh, uh, well, first, uh, Raquita and I are friends. Yeah, we are. And, friends. and, and we're kindred spirits in the fact that we, we both want to empower women and encourage women to always be their best. And not only that, but live your best life possible. Yeah. So when she told me about the about the project, it was it was pretty much right up up my alley. Mm-hmm. Not only for that re- reason, but I'm also a published author. Okay, yeah, yeah um, I've been published since 2011. I have a total of eight books in print right now. Wow! Um, and as of the last year or so, I have been taking on more collaborative projects. Mm-hmm. So this, I was attracted to this in in a lot of ways, and. I didn't mind sharing my story, uh, which is about how I struggled with self-image and mm. the definition of beauty. Mm. Um, I wanted to um, tell people a, a little bit more because one of the things that we deal with as women, and, and a lot of us don't even want to admit it, is that we struggle with self-image. Yeah. Mm. Um, as, as little girls and as women, period, beauty just seems to go hand in hand with being female. And I think it's as detrimental not to tell a young woman she's beautiful, um, as some people say it is to only focus on her looks. Mm, yeah. And um, no, I mean, nobody ever told me that I was unattractive, but I don't. But I was always told to to study hard, get good grades. That that was my job. I, I didn't have to work. But the two things I had to do in my household was get good grades and clean my room. Yeah. Mm. And, and I did those things. But as I got older and, you know, you're in high school and you're looking at the popular girls and the and I, I grew up in poverty, too. Yeah. Um, and you're looking at the people with money who get their hair done on a regular basis and have the latest fashions. And and, and don't get me wrong. I lived a very I lived a nice childhood. I was never without. Yeah. You were loved. Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. And even financially, I may not have had the best of, but I always had. And so as I got older, especially when I started going through those pivotal years where you're transitioning from high school to college, I think my lack of self-esteem really started to surface in a very ugly way. And Mm -hmm. so that was something that I had to work on. And I was blessed to have someone come into my life that felt that he made it his job to tell me that I was beautiful until I believed it. And and so I, I talk about that in my story, because once you've developed self-esteem, self-worth, it, it, it trickles over into everything else. Absolutely. It, it really does empower you to do better in school, to do better at work, to do better in relationship building, because you walk into the room with a certain amount of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading a couple of years ago about this lady who was telling her daughter, was telling people not to tell her daughter she's pretty. And I was just like, why would you do that? I mean, of course, we never want anyone to just focus on the outside. But I think it's as important to tell someone that they're beautiful on the outside as it is to tell them that they're beautiful on the inside. Young girls need to know that they're beautiful. You need to know you're smart. You need to know you're capable. You need to know you're worthy. All of those things go hand in hand. Yeah. And as we grow and we try to build... um, Stable, self-sufficient mm-hmm. adults. Those are all blocks that need to be in place. I agree. Mm, I agree. Wow, that's powerful. <clears throat> and I have to say something about Jay's story. So, mm-hmm. of course, I just I proudly picked my book up and presented it to my mother with such 
I mean, I, I was I'm like, OK, mom, here is my book. Mm-hmm. And she opened it up and she flipped through the pages and she scanned through a couple stories. And then she called me later on and she said, the book is amazing. I so connected with Jay Henderson's story. And I get that a lot because a lot of my stories are, are you know, I have a website called I'm a good woman dot com mm-hmm. and where I which I haven't updated in a while. So mm-hmm. please excuse me if you go. <laughs> but I would feature stories about women yeah. because I wanted people to see examples. I wanted people to believe that if they can do it, you can do it, too. Because sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, when I first put out my book, it was because I had three or four friends around me who had put out books. And I'm like, what in the world am I waiting on? If they can do it, I can do it, too. And it lit a match under me to get it done. So these stories that you're presenting in that book, they're not just stories. No, it opened up a conversation. My mom, I like I think I'm cute. So I think my mom is gorgeous. Right. But she's she's mama. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that she saw herself as this skinny, awkward girl. Mm. And so it opened up a conversation for me to have a, for us to have a dialogue woman to woman about how she saw herself and not just how I saw. I see you as mama and you're mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, but it was very interesting in the 41 years that I've been on earth. I, I, I would have never guessed my mom saw herself in that story like if i had to pick all the stories in the book that was not the one that i would have said this is this is how my mother sees herself and so it was a very uh impactful conversation mm-hmm. a woman to woman conversation yeah. that we were able to have just around this story so i i really appreciate that because i saw a side of my mom that i i wouldn't have otherwise mm-hmm. like who walks up to their mom and said, did you ever feel awkward as a as a as a as a woman like you don't do that it's your mom right so i appreciate you your story being a, a conduit to have a conversation that i may not have otherwise ever had with my mom and wow. i think all women struggle with that at mm-hmm. some point yeah. i mean even women that we consider to be drop dead gorgeous you yeah. find out there are moments when they look in the mirror and say i don't think i'm pretty today yeah my yeah. eyebrows this eyebrow is too high this eyelash is too we're long we're too hard on ourselves like, we really we are. are we are incredibly there's no such thing as the perfect woman and there never will be i believe that you need to focus on that aspect of yourself mm-hmm. that you find beautiful start there i yeah. would say start there and then pick up other things along the way and mm-hmm. if there are things that you feel you need to work on do that. But if there are things that you can't change, you know, if I want hazel eyes, that's not going to happen unless I go get hazel contacts or, yeah. or go through that surgery. But you know what? I'm OK with my brown eyes. I, I, I can I can live with that. That's powerful. And they're beautiful. They Thank are beautiful. You. And you are beautiful. Thank you <laughs> for sharing that with us. So, Siobhan, tell us what drew you to the project and why you chose to share the story you chose to share. Well, first of all, I just love the way you guys are really empowering women. I think that is so important. And that's honestly what drew me to the project, mm-hmm. just seeing the way that you guys go around the community. And it's so genuine. Yeah. And um, that stands out. It's, it's notable. I think for me, you know, as far as my story, I talk about how I struggled with reading comprehension as a child. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in the sixth grade, I was in a, I was in an advanced reading class, uh, English class, and they pulled me out of that class and said, you know, we're going to put you in a less advanced reading class. And it was just myself and two other people who were in that class and basically could barely comprehend on a sixth grade reading level. Mm -hmm. So I really struggled with reading comprehension. And of course, 
as a child, when you're told that in the sixth grade, that does something to your self-esteem. It, it makes does. you feel like you're not worthy. And so who would have ever thought that this girl who was pulled out of a sixth grade reading class would become a TV news reporter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in order to do that, you have to be able to read well. You have to be able to comprehend well. And so for me, sharing that story is just a way to show other women, especially young girls, you can do this. Wow. And, you know, just as a child, I struggled with so much, um, like you mentioned, uh, self-esteem mm -hmm. and all of that. I mean, it just shows people. I, I want to show young women that don't listen to what people say. Mm -hmm. um, you can do this. And, you know, even when I think about, you know, I was a news reporter for 10 years, mm -hmm. took a little break from the business uh, because I got to a point where I just needed a break. I needed a mental break. Anyone who works in TV news knows the grind. Yeah. And people always say, oh, it's just so perfect. No, there's no, nothing glamorous about TV news. Yeah. Um, and so I just really needed a break. And I felt that even as I was doing that job, I, you know, there were a lot of ups and downs. I had a lot of, um, I had, I can remember one manager telling me, you're not good enough to do this. You'll never be successful. You need to just find a different career. Um, and so all that kind of takes me back to the sixth grade, yeah. you know, when I was told by, I, I remember a teacher telling me, oh, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to get this. So it just kind of took me back to that. But I'm still standing. Yeah. Still standing. And um, I put something on Facebook yesterday and I said, believe it or not, even the naysayers are essential to your success because God will use your enemies as your footstool. Mm -hmm. So just keep shining, you know, mm -hmm. when people don't believe in you just just prove them wrong you don't have to retaliate with words just prove them wrong by mm -hmm. simply being a success I love and that. And Monday you will be shining where? I'll be starting a new job. Oh what? my gosh, congratulations. <laughs> where? Do you, can you tell I'll, us? Uh, no. Yes, oh, okay. I will be starting at Fox 13. Um, I will be a reporter there for the rest That's of the awesome. year. I'll be freelancing. It wow. could turn into something oh my long-term. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. We uh, love that. And thank you so much for sharing um, your story with us. And I thought when you said the teacher said that to you, I think we were at the Women's Foundation mm -hmm. when Felicia, um, who was the keynote speaker, said to us that one of her teachers said to her yeah. that she would be able to manifest one of her dreams right wow. yeah yeah absolutely yeah so I, I think that's a real mm -hmm. moment a for us as adults to be very intentional about what we're sharing with children mm -hmm. understand our power mm -hmm. yeah own it whether or not you're an educator or not matters not just as an adult own what you are saying to children and the mm -hmm. weight of those words mm -hmm. matter if nothing do. else we see the weight of words and that's a testament right. in both of your stories the weight of words even the ones not spoken mm -hmm matter that's incredible mm -hmm. I, I, oh my gosh yeah and i am so glad that you chose to believe yes. in yourself and that you were surrounded i would imagine by people who loved you mm -hmm. and who would not allow you to uh subscribe to that negative yes. sort of influence so i'm so grateful for that and i'm grateful to have you sitting here at the table with Thank us you. and to know you Thank you. So I think you said last. So I'll say what drew me to the project. Because <laughs> I follow orders. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so Raquita and I, I don't think people know this, how we came to know each other. It's so funny. We have a mutual friend, Nicole A. Thomas. Yes. <laughs> who we love. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. I talked to her the other day. And um, we, she was talking about uh, some sort of um, 
monastery or something in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. She was talking about something on Facebook. A meditation and, retreat. Right, meditation retreat. And we met each other in the comment section. It was like, we should go together. <laughs> <laughs> and we kept showing up in the comment section. And so finally, we found ourselves in each other's um, direct message and was like, seems like we should know each other yeah. or something. And then we said, let's get together for a one hour lunch. And that one hour lunch went on from 1130 to almost six o'clock. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was the longest lunch I've ever had. Me too. <laughs> the longest lunch. And believe it or not, we only ate once. Yeah. But and we talked the entire We talked time. the entire time. And y'all are still time. talking. And we're and still, still talking. talking. Thank made you it into a show. <laughs> and that's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it wasn't the intention of being friends. Yeah. And I knew she had this project. She was talking to me about it. And I think the question that I asked her, if I remember correctly, was how can I serve your vision? That's exactly right. It wasn't, how can I be a part of your project? She was mm-hmm. like, no, I want you to write a story. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. And um, I think someone at this table can verify I was the absolute last person to submit my story <laughs> because she was so stressed out about the fact that I was non-cooperative. So. But I really meant what I said, how could I serve your vision? Um, and and then I found myself serving the vision, yeah. standing um, out, welcoming people to the pre-launch. Yeah, oh, taking sure. credit cards, <laughs> selling books, like without any idea of how she would be a part of the project. She was out there swiping cards and greeting people and keeping things together and being in service. She's like, can I print out paper? I'm like, who? What executive calls you and asks you, can I print paper out for you? <laughs> like, where do we do that? Like, she, she like, do you need something printed? Right. I was like, you need a, okay, we got to get a square. I'll find a square. <laughs> we'll, we'll get this together. Whatever. You go be pretty, be calm yeah. on the moment. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I appreciate that. Just the way you show up, uh, particularly for somebody who just, you know, hadn't had those type of relationships in the past. That means a lot to me. No, thank you. I appreciate you more than you know. So that's what drew me to the project actually was being there and listening to all the women who had been a part of the project, I think you all were there uh, watching the folks, following that moment. And I was so impressed by Angel Street. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. They were wonderful. wonderful. And this is what they I was thinking wonderful. to myself. I was like, I want to be a part of the project. Maybe I'll be a part. Maybe she does a book, too. And then I said to myself, you know, I get somebody I could add value to this. Someone could probably learn something, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe I could encourage someone with my story. And that was the moment that I decided that I would actually contribute. Uh, a story to the um, to the uh, book. So thank you for giving me that opportunity and for saying yes when I asked how could I serve your vision because sometimes people don't say yes yeah. and I'm so glad that I had that opportunity and thank you for your patience because I know I wore you thin. <laughs> That's why she's sitting all the way over there. She doesn't want to sit Come next on. to me anymore. Reach across yeah. that table and get you. I'm sure that is not the case. <laughs> that is not the case. But that no. is, there is something and I have to say thank you to Jill Dyson for what she does, the work that she does with Angel Street because there is something very powerful about Carrie the light when you hear that song i've said to her a thousand times like carry the light is the soundtrack to storialities because when you hear those babies singing and how it i mean how music has shown up in their lives to give them an opportunity it it is it's one of those things that makes you say hold up how how do i how do i show up more how do i do better how do i have an impact so Mm -hmm. thank you jill for being there and for having angel street as a part of that project and for inspiring somebody through through song to participate. Mm-hmm. So you said last. So what drew <laughs> me to the project was Raquita. Um, I am I am drawn to talent and mm-hmm. potential. And um, Natasha 
our sister Natasha introduced us. Um, gosh, it's been several years now. 2011, 2012. 2012. Yeah. And um, I remember where I was when you told me you wanted to do the book. I was in Nashville. She called me and said, I just sent you a sample of what I want to do. And I pulled over on the side of the road. Well, not the side. I pulled over into a parking lot because I was so eager to see where she was going. And what I saw in that first piece was just this incredible, raw, authentic emotion. And I knew in that moment that she was going to create something amazing. Mm -hmm. And so it was really just what I, what I knew you were capable of. And I wanted to be near that really. So, um, I, I had the advantage of, of help helping you on the project. And so that has been such a huge blessing. And so I also had the advantage of being able to see all the stories before they, they went to print. And um, my story that I chose was a little bit different. It was about a moment in time that changed my life. And um, not to go into too much of the detail about it, but it, it was during hurricane, right after Hurricane Katrina. And um, we rented a van. My daughter had been pulled from a swimming pool. She had almost drowned um, just a, not very long before uh, Katrina. And when I heard about the flooding and the people drowning, I just had to go. I just, I didn't know how I was going to get there, what I was going to do. But what I saw when I got down there was nothing like what I saw in the media. Yeah. And it was, it was horrendous, but the people were so um, supportive of one another and so hopeful. Everybody that had been through it together, were they were together. Yeah. And um, I came home barefoot. You'll have to read the story to, find out about that. I came home barefoot and I came home with just in tears because of the beauty of humanity that I had witnessed. And in that moment in my life, I had kind of lost a little bit of that. I, I started to get a little jaded and feel like, you know, that most people are probably bad and you got to find the good, the, the good apples mm -hmm. in the bunch. And I found just with the thousands of people, actually Wesley Snipes, we videotaped, and Wesley Snipes did an amazing documentary on that. And in the documentary, somewhere he says that everybody was being brought to the airport and they weren't able to videotape. Well, we were in the airport. Um, so we videotaped and, and saw just thousands of people who were so loving and kind to one another. Yeah. And I left there and I had really been praying for that, just, you know, hope in humanity and i it changed me it really did it changed me and i left there knowing the world is really full of amazing people it is. and there's it some is. bad apples in the bunch rather yeah. than the other way around so yeah so mignon has been very modest uh, for starters <laughs> she's been very very modest um because she curated most of what we know today is storialities let's mm -hmm. go ahead and say that thank um, you i had no idea what the heck i was doing and I was going to write an entire book about myself because I like myself and I like talking about myself. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about myself in third person as if it wasn't myself. So I wanted yes, to create this. <laughs> I was going to have all real characters. There weren't real characters. And I was going to be Regina. And, and mm. I was going to tell my story without telling my story. Let me just jump in really quick because <laughs> she told me part of her story in that first piece that she wrote. And then we met. We met again. And she that sent me a Memphis. new story. And yeah. I thought... 
who is Regina and how did she live the, how did she have the exact same thing happen to her that happened to Raquita? So I said, who, I'm confused. Who is Regina? And she's like, that's me. Well, why does it say Regina? Well, I'm not, I, I can't put my name on it. You know, I can't, I can't put my name on it. And I, I don't know if you remember. And I said, well, when you're ready to put your name on your story, then I can work with you. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. That's what yeah. she wow. said to me. And I went back. I was like, I can't do it. I can't. T- <laughs> like, I've worked so hard to create this brand and this image and to and to forget where I came from. Like, I don't want to remember the days when I was the penny dug up under the mud. I don't want to go there. And so why now do I need to rehash all this stuff? What value? I'm like, what value does it bring me? Acknowledging at this point as a happily married woman, I was once a lesbian. Like, how do you, what value, what value does that have to anybody? It's hard to take the mask off sometimes. It is. And not just for your own self, because you have to, you have to delve into those emotions, but you're letting perfect strangers into your life and when you do that there's judgment it is judgment uh, there's a lot of judgment people forget mm-hmm. they have a past mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're this great person who was perfect and nothing bad ever happened to us yeah. or or we look at the person that you are now and we can't believe that that's where somebody came from yeah and but we have to stop being being so harsh yeah. i mean i don't believe that people should share their stories unless they are ready to have right. perfect strangers comment on the things that they've been through. I mean, that's the challenge with social media. Yeah. I mean, you could put the greatest thing ever and somebody comes in your comment section and tears it to bits. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what did I possibly do to you ever in life to deserve this? Yeah. So I applaud you because I've known you since junior high. We went yeah. to junior high together. Treadwell, Treadwell Middle. And um, uh I didn't know those things about you. Yeah. Uh, some some of them you had shared. <laughs> some of them you had shared. And, and some of them, I mean, I would never know. Yeah. And, and those are those are things that some people would take to the grave with them. And I think there's a certain amount of bravery yeah. that comes along with being able to stand up in front of everyone and say, this was me. Yeah. And now I'm a better person. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of the one side of this. The other side is that I want to give women permission to be that. I think a part of the appeal that young girls have to reality TV and the craziness that happens is they have all these things going on inside of them that they're like, look here, I need something that resembles the chaos that's going on in my head. And all of these really polished professional women, we get to that polish. And the last thing we want to do is to reflect on who we were before we became who we are. And so I I want to be the example that you can still be that polished professional and then open up a bit about who you were in order that some young woman looks and says, holy crap, if this girl is still standing after this, then there is a possibility that I can get there too. There's a bridge between where I am and where I can get to. And so, so I think that part gave me more courage because mm-hmm. like I said, I, I was like, there is no professional value in me sharing some of the things that I've shared. Um, it was solely because I said to myself, if I were 19 years old, what would I need to hear from somebody to know that the 41 year old me is possible? Wow. Well, you know, yeah. the thing about the whole project in its entirety is really, and, and for me as well, is that, I mean, you, you've lit a torch yeah. and, and, and everybody is drawn to the flame now. And that is that you so owned your story that it made me start to think about my life and like, what, what was I keeping that I was embarrassed by or ashamed of? And how did that affect me? Yeah. You know, what either my health, 
or my spirituality or my, you know, in what areas was that affecting me? Because when you unload it and you own it Mm -hmm. and you know that regardless of your past or your history that you're blessed, it inspires you. All of a sudden what you thought was dark becomes light. And that's really, I think, the beauty of the project is that you were the one that lit the torch. You told your story first. You put it out there for the world to comment on. And they did. And they responded in a way that was, I think, surprising to you. It was. very. I expected more judgment. I really did. And, and, And thankfully, those who have judgment have not said it to me um and we're gonna keep it that way and <laughs> do not come don't, don't come from because no. because i remember yeah. three one two six real and she has quick. a squad <laughs> yeah. that's that's i can throw down so, okay we are, that's you why she got on none. black you that's don't why she has on none black. Okay. that's right that's right but um just a quick sidebar we lost connectivity for a second we didn't lose audio okay but we lost connectivity so if you guys want to go back on and make sure you reinvite your folks make sure you do that okay um, but I just wanted to make sure you were aware of that. But both of you said something that I thought was very important. I realized you said that you shared the story um, because people think that once you're polished, a lot of folks try to forget sort of where they came from. And so I didn't answer the second part of the question that I asked everyone else on the panel, which was, and what? why did you choose to share the short story that you shared? But one of the reasons that I chose to share the story that I shared, which was I am, first off, I should probably say incredible incredibly private not secretive i just like to be very me too you know mm-hmm. there is a difference is your business right my business is my business and if you tell me your business your business is now my business because i won't tell other people either because mm-hmm. <laughs> i believe in that and um and so but what i realized is i was sitting at a table last year with a young woman who was incredibly talented and gifted and she was asking me to be her mentor And one of the things she said to me was, what does it feel like to have it all together? Mm. And I was sitting in another broken (laughs) egg on Highland with her thinking to myself, who is she talking to? Because I was like, who's together? Who is together? (laughs) Because I am not all the way together. And it was in that moment that I realized I I never want to get to a place where people have me on some pedestal or where people think that I am some sort of I have arrived because I don't project that and I don't want anyone projecting that off onto me. And so I intentionally shared a story that would be so if my best friends who have read this book are like, I can't even believe she shared that because it was one of the most difficult things that I've ever been through in my life. And I'm just trying not to cry and I'm not a crier, but okay. So, and I shared it because I wanted people to know that I am human. Yeah. And things happen to me and I can be living my dreams and I can be slaying dragons and I can be standing in the gap for you in prayer. And that does not exempt me from life happening to me as well. And many times those things are happening simultaneously. Yeah. And you can be new Memphis, Memphis news highlight Himes fulfills childhood dream and still have and heartbroken and be heartbroken. Right. And being betrayed. Yeah. Or having illness or whatever. And so it was important to me that people understood that because there is no moment. Yeah. So for folks who are waiting for that perfect opportunity to pursue or the perfect opportunity to right. leap or the perfect opportunity to show up, there is no perfect opportunity. The only opportunity that is perfect is now because it's the only one that's guaranteed to you. 
And so I wanted everyone to know that it doesn't matter. You can think of a thousand reasons why you shouldn't, but I can think of a thousand reasons why you should. And so I I wanted to share that on purpose so folks would know, hey, I'm human. Life is happening to me right now in this moment. Life is happening to me. So that's why I chose to share that story. And that's why I thought it was very important that folks see us in this way. And that's one of the reasons why I created the summit and why I wanted people that women would probably aspire to be, to be the folks that were the facilitators and the speakers. Because I'm like, listen, don't get it twisted, folks. (laughs) Real life is happening to us. It's happening all the time. And you don't have to exclude yourself. From conversations, from rooms, from tables, because you feel like you're not enough or because you're past or because you've gone through something that other people would require you to wear as some sort of shame. You don't have to wear it as some sort of shame. In fact, I like the fact that Siobhan said she used the negativity from one of her teachers who shouldn't have said it to her, but she chose to use it as a footstool. And she referenced the scripture that the Lord will make your enemies your footstool. Uh So we need something to climb on as Mm -hmm. we're on our way up. Uh And so I like that. So keep giving me dirt. There's a story in one of the old gospel songs by some quartet group that my father used to have us listening to. (laughs) And one of, they're talking about this old goat and this goat got stuck in, um, this pit and so they the owner thought i'm never going to get him out so he started throwing dirt on him to bury him and the goat shook it off and packed it under his feet so the owner thought he was burying him but the goat was shaking it off packing it under his feet and so when the owner got done he was fully sweaty worn out and the goat walked right out (laughs) (laughs) i love that so mm-hmm. shake it off and pack it, under your feet. And pack it under your feet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And one of the best pieces of advice that I received growing up um, was from my uncle. And, uh, and, and when you spoke to opportunity, that's what made me think about that. And there never being a right time. And I was I was actually debating on whether I was going to go to grad school or not. You know, and I had a million excuses on why I couldn't go to grad school, other things that I wanted to do. And he said, well, life doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't. Two years from now, you'll still be here and you'll still be doing whatever it is you're doing. Uh But two years, although it took me much longer than two years to finish, but let's just say two years, two years, you could have your graduate degree or you could not. And that's the same thing with anything else you want to do. If you want to start that business, if you want to write a book, if you want to run a marathon, six years, two years, five years, the time will keep going. But in those five years, 10 years, you could have accomplished that goal that you set out to accomplish. Or you could still be thinking, this is something that I want to do. This is something that I'm going to do. Um, There is no good time. Just do it. Absolutely. Mm. But one of the things that I want to encourage people to do, of course, is is get the book. But the other part of this, because it's a it is it is a promise to uplift and empower other women, is that I want you to take a look at each of the authors and. Look those. Pro- look up the projects that they're doing. Each of these women have their own right. mission, right? They contributed to storyalities because they they accepted and believed and and committed to the to the vision of storyalities. But each of these women have their own visions, their own missions, their own projects. So as a part of this process, I would I I would ask each each of you guys that get this book to take a look at each of these women and check out the the philanthropy that they're contributing to, the community service, the social impact, the personal projects, the hustle. 
Because at the end of the day, all of us trying to get a coin too. Mm-hmm. So check out what they're doing <laughs> and be a part and follow what they're doing as well and not just the storyalities premise. Thank you so much. And to that point, as we are sort of coming almost to a close, you mentioned earlier that you have eight books. So you are a veteran in this game. <laughs> Do you mind listing those titles for us and our viewing audience? Because we certainly sure. want to um, have those. And I already put out your website. So but shout that out again, too. Well, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, well, I'll preface this by saying that all my books can be found on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. But my first three books are a trilogy. Someday, Someday, Two, and Forever in a Day, um, which uh, I'd have to say probably was my my most fun work. Uh, truly enjoyed that. Um, probably my most autobiographical work. Like like Roquita, I changed everything. Um, <laughs> um, and then after that, I did two books of short stories: "Things Every Good Woman Should Know," Volume yeah. One, and "Things Every Good Woman Should Know," Volume Two, um, which has the subtitle. Dear God, did my Boaz get hit by a bus? Um, <laughs> I, I did that to that encourage my single sisters. Yeah. Because, I mean, it can get a little rough out here. You can start to doubt and, and run and kiss a few frogs. And so I wanted to encourage and entertain single women to remember that this season in your life could actually be one of the best seasons in your mm, life yeah. if you focus on what you have instead of focusing on what you don't have. Um, and then I put out another novel called Husband Wanted. Um, the title is a little bit different. Um, uh, then um, it's about women who, who decide to look for love in new and innovative ways. And then I did, a, um, I did a collaboration with a wonderful male author named Mario King. And we have um, where, do, where Do We Go From Here, Volume 1 and Volume 2. And we're working on the third book, which is going to be called from here to there. I think yes. I hit all the titles. That's so awesome. um, once again, you can find all those titles on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. But my author website is J Henderson Author, and J is spelled J-A-E, J Henderson Author.com. So I invite all of you to please come look at those titles as you look at story realities yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I have you, to admit that your book, I read the trilogy, so I've read all did, three, and it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Jay's books were the only books that, during that period of time I was self-help, business, and boss mode, right? I'm like, nothing else. These are the only books that captivated my attention outside of that. I mean, it was just wow. so amazing to but watch to as the character up. went from, you know, a Roquita-ish character back like when she was 20 to having the man of her dreams, having the life of her dreams, and just mm-hmm. watching how that character unfolded. I could completely relate to it. And ironically speaking, I uh, actually read two of the books before I found my, my king. And mm-hmm. somewhere in there, I think I may have been inspired in the world because I, I, I found him, right? Well, I found him. Right. So you doing good work. Y'all better go read it. It inspires you to get a good man. Yeah. I'm always mm. trying to uplift and empower yeah. we appreciate everything that, that I do. We appreciate that. And you only told us one website, but at the beginning of the broadcast, you told us another one. So I'm a good woman dot com. That is my women's empowerment website that I need to do. That she'll be updating sometime this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Commenting on this talk. Everybody needs to tune in on Monday. Mm-hmm. To channel yes. 13. Yes. 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 Tell us about that um, again and what time we should be tuning in and any other projects that you're working on. Okay. Siobhan. Well, I will be starting Monday. I probably will not go on air until maybe the middle of the week, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Okay. Um, my schedule will kind of be up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably start from 
the first few weeks, 10 to 6, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that will we'll vary. So yes, we will look for you. And what's the station again? Facebook? It's Fox 13. Okay. okay. Um, and I'm also on, I'm on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Siobhan Riley, usually pretty much on all social media platforms. Can you spell that for our, our listening yes, audience? Yes, it mm-hmm. is an Irish spelling, okay. and it is S-I-O-B as in boy, H-A-N. It's Siobhan Riley, R-I-L-E-Y. Thank and you I'm so on, much. And, follow, and I also have a website, too, SiobhanRiley.com. Spelled the so, same way? Spelled the same way. Okay, and so, she said that's S, it's an Irish spelling, yes. people. S-I-O-B-H-A-N. Yes. Riley, mm-hmm. R-I-L-E-Y dot com. Yes, ma'am. So make sure that you follow and support her, and we will be following you on the news. Thank you. What projects do you have that we can support, um, Mignon? So, um, it's interesting. All the work that I do, like what I've done with you and what I've done with Requita, it's mm-hmm. all by referral. So wow. there's no website. There's no, everything has always come from somebody referring the next person. And mm-hmm. that's worked really well because... Like-minded people <laughs> usually work together. So, mm-hmm. um, but I have a really big project. It's a passion project called Music Crop, and um, that will be launching around the first of the year. Probably the biggest thing I've ever done. So I'm very excited. It's going to support the um, fine arts and performing arts in high schools mm-hmm. because funding is being cut every day, mm-hmm. um, and there are a lot of schools that don't even have those programs. Typically, they're inner city schools. Mm-hmm that are um, not given the same opportunities, which I find very frustrating, but that's a whole nother podcast. Mm -hmm. So um, I think equality in education is very important, but there's only so much money. So if, if, if it's not being provided, then somebody has to pick up that um, Mm. responsibility. So that's what we're doing and um, we'll be launching around January. So look for that. Yeah. Right. And um, just to, again, to Raquita's earlier point, uh, Min Young is extremely modest and humble. So let's be very clear. She is a brand strategist (laughs) extraordinaire. Um, We spent, she's been, oh my gosh. So I'm happy that (laughs) Raquita and I spent six (laughs) hours together (laughs) over a lunch. That's the gift that keeps giving. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And that I had the pleasure of meeting her. And she's been helping me really redefine my brand and helping me work on my uh, my book. Um, And so it has been such a fun journey. And she is brilliant like I wish I knew another word Um, and the way that she can really hone into what you're not even able to articulate because you're so passionate about it let me jump in there really quick and say that um, I had a client that told gave me a description of what I did because somebody asked me and I I I fumbled over how to answer it and I often did but it was actually county and um, that my passion is being a dream catcher so when you have big ideas and big dreams and a big vision a lot of times they're floating around your head in pieces. And so we go from one piece to the next and we don't really know. So I basically come along with a net and I capture your dream and we pull it down to earth and we build a strategy to make it happen. Because what started out for Requita, it was originally going to be kind of a a lifestyle brand and it became this amazing mission. And it came from you, I mean, everything that this became was such a, um, I saw it in her. And I so <laughs> I go in and grab that, that potential and water it and mm-hmm. nurture it and until they blossom and they, they, they create things like surreality. So, wow. well, and the so other I'm thing very, I want to add right there is that she not only, you know, 
does the catching, but she teaches you how to fish. So they say, you know, you can go out mm-hmm. and fish and feed a man or you can teach him how to fish. So when it came time to, she, un, you know, as, as we were curating the brand around Roquita C. Williams, that brand and the brand around Storialities, that brand and how those two things fit, we needed a website, right? And so she called me up and she says, I can build a website for you or I can teach Jamie to build a website for you. And I was thinking, holy crap, like for, you know, sh- sh- who else mm-hmm. tells you that I will I will get I will teach someone to be able to maintain this for you instead of billing you for the next 30 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So for the same amount that I could build a, a beautiful website, I got two for one. I was built. I had an amazing website. My son got critical skills to have be entrepreneur and be I independent and create he's things great. for himself. And then now he's off building websites and his brother's website was just recognized by Wix as a top 10 jaw dropper. Oh, yes. So good. So like not only does she do this amazing brand strategy, the mm-hmm. way she teaches it, even a 23 year old can get it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. She does customize the message. You, you couldn't have said that more beautifully. We um, have been working together for a couple of months and we were together last weekend uh, doing brand strategy and also shooting the cover for my book, which will be pre-released at the total woman summit on October 6th. So exciting. Yeah. Oh. I'm very excited. So go to the total summit.com and you can see some of their curated strategy um, on the total summit.com because oh it's gosh. a beautiful, beautiful website. It is beautiful. And I just want to, say thank you we believe in giving flowers and acknowledgments and uh, praise while people are walking this side of the earth so yeah. thank you I appreciate you it's been such an honor to work with you and I have to just jump in because I'm so excited about the summit I can't stand it like I <laughs> literally like look at my calendar and just wish pa- days would fall off and I know you don't wish time to go away but I am I've heard such amazing things yeah. I didn't get to go last year mm-hmm. I was actually out of town on the date that um, last year but yeah. The way that you embrace the total woman, like I've never seen anything like it. So I am super excited to go. Thank you. Jay looked like you wanted to say something. Well, uh, there are a couple things uh, that I neglect. Well, one thing I neglected to mention that I'd like to throw in um, my bread and butter. What I do for a living, I do uh, public relations. My company is called Put It in Writing, and one of my major clients is the Southern Heritage Classic. So I would like to encourage. Yes, it is September 6th through 8th this year. Awesome. So I would like to That's a huge client. You. Don't be it's scared. It's the best time of year. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. But, you know, I'm, I'm all about pushing the event and, yeah. and, and the founder, Fred Jones. And it's an amazing event. So I event. would love for everyone to please learn more about it when JSU takes Jackson State University, takes on Tennessee State University. The Tennessee State University. Oh, do we have thank an alum, alumnus in the house? <laughs> mm, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I transferred. I didn't stay. I went. So I still have to own it. Okay. TSU University. So, so please. Um, purchase tickets, come to the game, find out the other wonderful things going on that weekend with the concert, the game, the tailgating, and you can learn those things at oh, Southern Heritage Classic. <laughs> you can learn those things at southernheritageclassic.com. And I was looking at you confused, Roquita, because Kai has a website. Yes, yes. Kai has a website. The kind of over half a million and views. What is he now? Four? <laughs> He's wow. six. He's six. He okay. has a job. He yeah. has several well, jobs. Know, I, oh, I did know he was working. You yeah, put him to work. I noticed that. He knows he's working, and too. And he thinks he's managing me. Yeah. He thinks he's the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> but 
He's right. like, go this way, go right. that Do way. Do this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, then. Okay. Learn <laughs> something new every day. Yeah. So we are incredibly excited. Thank each of you for being with us Thank today. You for us. Thank you for spending your Saturday mornings with us. Thank you for sharing more and giving more of yourselves to us and our viewing audience. We appreciate it. Do not forget, um, viewing audience, that you can support all love the ladies that are sitting here and the rest of the contributors uh, in Storialities. Just look them up on Google. Google yeah, them Google. and you can find them anywhere or read Somewhere. when you pick up the book um, next week when you come to the grand, oh, I mean, the, the launch. The <laughs> launch I'm there. sorry, the launch, then you'll be able to read their biographies and find their projects. But in the meantime, you can Google each of them. And also... Um, I just want to remind you all that you do want to get registered for the Total Woman Summit. You want to go to the TotalWomanSummit.com. Yeah. Just spell just like I said it, www.TotalWomanSummit2Ms.com. Get your tickets. And two of the women that you see at this table are actually going to be hosting and facilitating. Um, Pam, well, Roquita's going to facilitate a storyalities uh, discussion yeah. and talk about their project. And we're going to have some lively dialogue there. And then Mignon is going to be doing a very spe special talk. And I'm not going to even tell you what it's called. We're going to present it. It's going to be a huge social media blast um, in the next couple of days. So get your tickets. But last but not least, please really join quick, us. Really quick, let mm -hmm. me just say, mm -hmm. Adolf, any women out there listening, like you deserve to go to the summit. So yeah. find the time. Like we put ourselves last mm -hmm. but this is such a, an amazing event it's one of those things that if you really want to kind of move in a direction that you've been apprehensive about or you've been too busy or you've put yourself on a shelf this is where you take yourself off mm -hmm. the summit yeah yeah thank you so storyality story next Alice. saturday august 25th 2 to 4 p.m. at Novel Memphis. Meet all of us there and the rest of the contributing authors so we can talk about this project. You can get your book. You can get some one-on-one -on -one time with us. And thank you for joining us, listening audience. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Happy Saturday. The OAMnetwork.com. Power to the podcast.